Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Hey there, we're going to jump right in. What is labeling? This is part nine in our Magnificent Mondays, all about cognitive distortions or faulty thinking. That's our series that drops every Monday. Now you're going to keep getting the same episodes on Thursdays that we've had since the beginning. We've got a study on Psalms and then we alternate with an amazing guest episode. So later on tap this week is going to be a Psalm study. Don't miss it. But right now we're digging deep into all types of common cognitive distortions or types of faulty thinking. Today, labeling. What is labeling? What's the big deal about labeling? How do you overcome labeling? And what does the Bible say about your true label? Those are the parts of this episode. So let's get in. First, what is labeling? Unlike some of the other cognitive distortions or faulty thinking that we've discussed so far, this ninth very common category is called labeling. And I bet you have a good idea of what this is all about already. Have you ever caught yourself mumbling under your breath about yourself or others, something like, you're an idiot, you're a loser, a jerk, a failure, useless, less than, you're so stupid, you're really lazy, she's always late, he's never in a good mood, she's such a Debbie Downer. Uh, Yeah, we all have. Maybe you take one event, one particular behavior, and you make a character judgment or an absolute and extreme conclusion based on that one situation. For example, you're driving in kind of tight traffic and somebody cuts you off. You yell, what a jerk. Or maybe you get your work evaluation in and you see an area for correction and you say to yourself, you're such a failure. Labeling, like the other cognitive distortions, is bad for your emotional health. So this takes us to part two. What is the big deal with labeling? How does it really impact you? Labeling can have a super negative impact on your relationships. And speaking of relationships, labeling doesn't leave you or somebody else much wiggle room for change in the future. And can we safely say that we all desire change in the future? Do you? Well, labeling can lead to procrastination and avoidance. It fosters a sense of fear and hopelessness. And there goes your self-esteem, or I like to call it your God esteem. Labeling can even lead to depression. And as to brain science, remember that your words are first thoughts in your brain. Your brain is a computer-like engine ready to prove your words right. If you label yourself a lousy mom because you snapped at your kid, for example, your brain will help you identify every minuscule mess up you may have ever made in your life as a mom 
to offer evidence to support that label or claim. Then chemically, this toxic thought concoction becomes more and more energized and electrified in your brain, which means tomorrow it's going to be much easier for you to conjure up this label again. It's like a toxic thinking cycle or a toxic loop. Okay. And that leads us to part three, because we're like, ah, what do we do, right? How do you overcome labeling yourself and others? Quite frankly, what I've discovered is there's really only one way. You got to challenge the label. That's right. Challenge the label. Let me give you just a few ways to do that. First, try asking yourself the word really. Ask yourself, does this word like idiot, jerk, lazy, stupid, Debbie Downer, does that really describe me? Does this word really describe another person? Is it the best word to describe me or my neighbor? Most likely on the spot, you're going to say, no, this isn't the best word to describe me. When you challenge the label, you start to unpack its overly generalized and extreme conclusion. In other words, when you say, wait, does this really describe me? You may quickly see that your goof or even someone else's was just situational, and it certainly doesn't warrant the extreme generalized label. Now, another way to challenge the label, in addition to asking really about it is by asking yourself, well, what evidence do I have for this type of negative label? What was going on when this happened? So yes, I arrived late today, but generally I'm on time. Or yes, I earned a C on that exam, but I was up most of the night with my sick baby and felt worried, stressed, tired when I took the exam. Earning the C doesn't make me stupid or a failure. Generally, I perform much better on my tests. So in cases like these, you are challenging the label by considering the potential contexts. The guy cuts you off in traffic before you yell idiot. You might consider consider a potential context for this guy, which may keep your blood from boiling. Perhaps he's rushing to the hospital to see a loved one, or maybe he's not characterized by this driving behavior. Plus, how would you really know anyway? This could just be an off day for him. Maybe he didn't even see you and thought he could easily squeeze in. Let yourself and others off the hook. Chill out. Just let it go. So in addition to saying really about the label, does this really describe me? And in addition to considering all the potential uh, context, the you know, consider it contextually what could be happening because you won't really know anyway, unless it's, I suppose, about yourself, right? Well, you can also challenge the label by saying, so what? So what helps you quickly move on and not give much of your brain power to the label? So what? I dropped a gallon of red Kool-Aid. By the way, does anybody still drink Kool-Aid anymore? I mean, that's what my kids drink, right? And yeah, I do remember this day when I spilt a gallon of red Kool-Aid on my freshly mopped kitchen floor. Let me just say it went everywhere. It went, I had to move the refrigerator out and you know, Kool-Aid's made with water and sugar, right? So it was very sticky and I was just like, oh, you, I was just, I was a goner at that point, man, I was so upset. But you know what? Just because I had done that, that didn't make me a klutz, right? Though I felt like it in the moment. But so I needed to just say, so what? So what? Let me just move on. So what? I forgot to wish my mom happy birthday. This does not make me a lousy daughter. 
Practice saying so what when you're tempted to slap a label on yourself or someone else. So what my colleague didn't contribute to the committee work this time around. This doesn't mean he's a slacker. So what you forgot to put the wash clothing into the dryer and there it is still in the washing machine after three days. Yikes. Well, this doesn't make you an incompetent fool. The question, so what, allows a bit of negative emotional steam to escape and offers you and others wiggle room for change. You just move on. So in order to overcome labeling yourself and others, you must challenge the label by asking really, like does what happened really make me a blank, you fill in the blank. You can challenge it by considering possible contexts or evidences to support the label. And you can challenge it by dismissing it altogether with a big at so what. But hold on. Let's not forget the fact that sometimes the shoe fits. If you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you will know that my husband Jim and I are avid pickleball players. We love the game and play as often as possible. We even enjoy traveling a bit and competing in tournaments with our friends. When he bought me the Diadem Warrior Paddle for my birthday, I felt like I'd hit the jackpot. He knows how to make a girl happy, all right. Suddenly, I had more force and return and serve impact for my smaller frame, and I experienced a whole lot more control of the ball. I really did feel unstoppable and like a warrior. The manufacturer, Diadem, says this paddle will give you exceptional stability, power, and reactivity. It's made from the highest quality carbon fiber face and grit paint surface for extra ball spin. The grip is exceedingly comfortable, plus you'll get expanded coverage with its overall length and huge relative sweet spot. I play with this paddle every time we play, and I've not gripped anything better, but it is quite pricey. So if you want something about half that price... Try the Diadem Icon. That's the paddle that Jim prefers. He plays with that one and he swears by it. I'll be sure to put all the Amazon affiliate links for these paddles in the show notes. Just click to take a look and let's play ball. Pickleball, that is. According to UCLA's Mindfulness Awareness Research Center, regularly expressing gratitude, the quality of being thankful and readiness to show appreciation, literally changes the molecular structure of your brain. It keeps the gray matter functioning and makes you healthier and happier. In their study from 2008, researchers measured brain activity of participants experiencing different emotions and found that gratitude causes synchronized activation in multiple brain regions regions and lights up parts of the brain's reward pathways and the hypothalamus. In short, gratitude can boost the neurotransmitter serotonin and activate the brain stem to produce dopamine. And dopamine is your brain's pleasure chemical. The more you think positive, grateful thoughts, the healthier and happier you feel. Thanks to the flexibility or plasticity of the brain, positive thinking can become a way of life. When your brain is flushed with positive thoughts, you can expect to improve every area of your life life, including your relationships, your health, performance at school, at work, and reaching your dreams and goals. This brain changer is why I created the 37-page Ultimate Gratitude Guide for you. It's absolutely free, and it's waiting for you. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to download your own copy as a gift from me to you for tuning in to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. And let me tell you, we just don't think positive. We think praise, praise to our creator. So get your hands on a copy of this guide. Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, it is it never 
fits. The shoe never fits when you agree with the enemy of your soul as he hurls accusations and lies your way. I think we could safely and accurately say that God would never call you or anyone else a failure, a loser, an idiot, a jerk, stupid, or a Debbie Downer. So who is it that's speaking like that anyway? It might be your own soul and your own self saying those things just by the repetition that you've engaged in your brain for so long, or it could be your spiritual enemy, the devil, Satan, who is taunting and provoking you with his lies. But there may be times when these labels you attach to yourself and others are truthful in some aspects. Perhaps you didn't get the work evaluation you'd hoped you would have had, but it doesn't make you a loser, but it does offer you grounds for improvement. Perhaps you do have a tendency to arrive late to your meetings and get family get-togethers and so forth. This doesn't make you less than, but it may mean you need to examine why you are doing this and determine ways to be more respectfully mindful of your time and the time of others. Maybe you did eat too much of the bunt cake. This doesn't make you an unhealthy person. Like, oh, I'm just so unhealthy. Telling yourself like yourself things like that, like I can never be healthy or I'm a shoe in for the unhealthiest person around, etc. That's not true, really. But it may give you an opportunity to think about ways to handle temptations that come your way and may be standing in the way of, achieve, of achieving your physical health goals. You see what's happening here? There may be a teeny bit of truth in some of these labels, and that's between you and God to figure out. Have you heard the saying, a lot of truth is said in jest? Well, there may be just a little bit of truth in every label, but tread very carefully here. With an open eye, examine the label, pray about it, and ask God to show you ways where you may need to have your character refined. He's going to help you all right, which brings us to the final part of the show. Part four, what does the Bible say about your true labels? Here's a curious thing. Jesus himself name called. He labeled the Pharisees and Sadducees as hypocrites, a brood of vipers, blind guides, fools, and whitewashed tombs. Boy, those are quite descriptive, aren't they? But are those extreme and magnified labels or are they 100% truth. In other words, was Jesus engaging in a cognitive distortion or faulty thinking? And the whopping answer would be no, not at all. We would say that these labels he attached to the the Pharisees and Sadducees and the leaders and the scribes, the teachers of that time, the Jewish teachers of the time, that those were meant to be eye-opening labels, set to pry the top off their arrogance and hypocrisy. And they were uttered to grab their attention and give them pause to reflect and come full circle and face off with the way, the truth, and the life. Now, these labels were not judgments to condemn, but rather they were uttered in truth with the hope of setting the Jewish scribes and leaders free. Remember how the truth will set you free? Yeah, sometimes the truth hurts, but it will offer freedom if we embrace the the truth. And there's a big difference there, right? Well, let's just for curiosity's sake, I kind of dug into the Bible a little bit and I thought, okay, what did Jesus call himself or what did people call Jesus? Here are just a few of the things that he was labeled with. He was labeled with Christ, the Lord, master, the logos or the word, son of God, son of man, son of David and the lamb of God. And there's a gazillion more names for Jesus. But 
those are kind of names. I was just thinking about, okay, how's he been labeled? And I know there's a very, very, very fine line there. And then I also thought, okay, what did Jesus, how did he label his disciples? Well, he called them fishers of men, sheep, followers, disciples, salt of the earth, light of the world. And then I thought, okay, let me go further. What does the Bible say about you as a Christ follower with an identity rooted in Christ? In other words, what are some of the overarching privileges you can enjoy as a believer? What is your identity? What are your labels as a believer? And listen to these. You bear the image of God. You are God's child. You belong to God. You've been justified. You are Christ's friend. You are a citizen of heaven. You are chosen before the creation of the world. You are holy and blameless. You are adopted as his child. You are victorious. You are born again. You are a new creation. You are delivered. You are set free. You have been bought with a price. You have been brought near to God through Christ's blood. You have peace. You have access to the Father. You are a member of God's household. You are secure. You can approach God with freedom and confidence. Golly, holy, holy goodness, holy cow. Do you feel the shift in perspectives here? We went from the cognitive distortion called labeling that is destructive and harmful to yourself and within your relationships, and we settled on labeling ourselves and others with the truth instead. And suddenly there's life, light, hope, and freedom in your thinking. If you want to label yourself, choose a label that is 100% true and 100% accurate. Stop berating yourself with your words and conclusions and those labels that only cause you to feel defeated and discouraged. Take anything truthful out of them. Make a goal to have a personal change and then move on. Let God do that transforming and healing work in your heart. Choose life with your words, not death. Yes, recognize those areas where you need to improve and ask God to help you there. But don't allow more of your emotional energy to be zapped from twisting a situation in order to put yourself down. This is one way you can experience joy, hope, and peace on the daily. Make this your new pursuit to know the Bible and to believe it. To know what God says about you and to believe it and practice it. Remember our theme verses for the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, take every thought captive, and this includes labels, and make them come under the obedience of Christ. Vet them through the Bible. And then Romans 12, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is how you will find that lasting changer after. You'll become more Christ-like, kind, sensitive, and forgiving towards others, and a bit more forgiving toward yourself as well. Avoid labeling yourself or others with life-sucking labels. Choose godly labels instead. And that is that wraps up another episode of the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. Thank you so very, very, very much for tuning in. And hey, if you're listening on Spotify, could you please click that follow button? Right now we have 90 followers on Spotify and I just need a hundred to move over into a new threshold as far as advertising goes. So 
please, if if you don't listen on Spotify, just download that app. It's a free music and podcasting app. You just download it on your smartphone or on your desktop, and then you go to Choose to Think Podcast, and boom, hit the follow tab, and there you have it. So thank you once again for always tuning in and for your, t- your time is precious and valuable, and I so appreciate you. If you have any need at all in your life or you need prayer, shoot me an email at choose to think at gmail.com so that I can respond to you personally. Okay. I love you. And I thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day and watch those labels. Okay. And that's a wrap brain changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choose to think.co. That's with the number two, choose to think.co to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.